0: Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. How many of you know we live in a society in a world that's easily offended? Right? Yeah, we we see it all around. How many of you know someone that's easily offended? Now, don't point. If they're sitting next to you, don't point them out because that could get really awkward. Okay? you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> you, you don't have to raise your hand, but are you easily offended? All right? Are you easily offended? Well, you don't have to admit that right now, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. We, we live in a world that's easily offended. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about some different things in a series called Ghosts of Christmas Past. Because maybe in your life, maybe throughout this year... Maybe there's some things that have been kind of weighing heavy on your life, some things that maybe have happened to you, uh, something that someone has said to you, uh, something that's gone on to where maybe it's robbing and stealing your joy. Maybe going into Christmas, because we're just a few weeks away, maybe going into Christmas, maybe the thought of, of gathering with people, maybe, maybe the thought of going out to, to Walmart and all the people are around, uh, maybe that stresses you out. Maybe that, that brings some worry and some anxiety into your life. Heading into the, Maybe it's going to be difficult going into Christmas to really enjoy what Christmas is really all about. Maybe heading into a new year, 2020, is just a month away, Less than a month away. Uh, maybe going. Maybe, maybe you're having a little bit of anxiety and worry about going into a new year because you're just you're just not sure how it's going to play out. Because some things in your life, you're carrying the weight of some things. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about a few of those things. Maybe there's some labels that you um, ha- have allowed in your life. Some things that have people have spoken over your life over the years. Maybe it was from when you were a little kid. Someone spoke over you. Someone said, "Hey, you're not worth." anything you're not going to amount to very much hey you you suck, you're a loser, you're not pretty, you're not cool whatever it might have been that someone has spoken over you over the years, we're going to talk about that in one of the weeks. another week we're going to talk about shame. maybe you're still living with some past mistakes and it's and it's keeping you from being everything that God wants you to be in your life. Today we're going to talk about overcoming offenses and we're going to talk through that and process that a little bit because here's the thing I, I want you to experience, joy in your life. Not just at Christmas. I want you to experience it in your life. I want you to experience joy and peace. The joy, the peace, and the hope that this Christmas uh, is all about. It's the thing that Jesus came to us to bring us with joy, peace, hope, love, freedom. Anybody want some freedom in your life? Come on. Uh, So so we want to help you discover that once again. If maybe you're carrying some of the, the weights of these things in your life. We want to help you with that over the next few weeks. I want you to consider Clark Griswold. A great, a great Christmas character. Um, this may be on the top of your list of, of your favorite Christmas movies. It's certainly a, a classic, right? Um, I, love, I love Clark. I, I aspire to be him when I'm decorating my house, when I'm hanging up the lights. Yeah, John, you're right there with me. Where's Ted? Ted, I know you're right there with me. Maybe a few of you. You know, learned everything about exterior illumination. From, uh, that was one of his lines in the movie. But, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved Christmas, and he did everything he could to provide his family for this really nice Christmas. But there was all these mishap. There was all this craziness that surrounded him. Right? He he goes out, and they want to cut down their own tree. And he wants to find the perfect tree. Right? You know, and he finds this enormous tree. Right? That's what I do. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I try to find the biggest tree that I could possibly fit in my house. When we went and picked up our tree, which we got it from Plant City Church of God. Y'all go buy one if you haven't gotten one yet. Uh, they still got some fresh cut brand, uh, real trees. And, and so we got one, and I told the kids, I said, kids, you got to help me pick one out. I said, should we get one that touches the roof in our house? They're like, no, Daddy, we can't do that. I'm like, why not? Man, that's, that's how we got to do this, right? That's how we roll in my house, right? Uh so I trimmed it up a little bit, okay? It 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 did touch the roof, but um I trimmed it up a, a little bit so we could get everything on it. And uh and, and yeah, so so I I know I know how he feels when it comes to that. So he tries to cut the the perfect tree. He's decorating all the lights, right? Now let me tell you something. Christmas lights, they will make you lose your salvation. Yes. They 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 cuz you know That's why I went LED with a lot of mine, because I'm tired of fighting with it. And I'm not the type that's going to go buy a new strand. I'm that way, John. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go through every bulb and twist them. Yeah. I rigged up one of the lights on the bush that we have out in the front yard. It went out, and I knew which bulb it was. And one of the little metal prongs had broken off. So I went and cut a paper clip uh, piece off, stuck it in there, bent it up. No problem. Came right back on. I said, yes. Awesome. I didn't want to buy another strand of lights. But but yeah, they'll make you lose. They would make Billy Graham cuss. That's how bad <laughs> Christmas lights are, right? That will make you burn the house down. Okay, we are not. If I can't have my light, we are not having Christmas. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> These stupid lights. Yeah yeah, They'll giant. And we see that play out in the movie for him. The Christmas lights went crazy. Then comes the family, right? And then come the in-laws. Now, I have great in-laws. I love my in-laws. But maybe your in-laws, maybe, I don't know. That, that's between you and you and your family and God. And I'm not digging into that today. But in but, but come the in-laws. And they didn't just come for Christmas dinner, right? They stayed for a few days, okay? They're all in one house staying together. And you know when you get people together and different personalities and opinions and all, you know, it can be, it can be stressful, right? And then comes Cousin Eddie. How many of y'all y'all have a Cousin Eddie in your family, right? Yeah. You got an Uncle Bootsy? You got Uncle Bootsy that comes around, right? A little crazy. Tio. You know, Tio is a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then come all the the craziness, comes all the the shenanigans, things don't work, the tree catches on fire, you know, the cat is under there, catches on fire, the cat that was in the present, you know, because the crazy whatever she, I don't know if she was an aunt or whatever, I think Aunt Bethel or something like that, you know, yeah. And then there was the Christmas bonus that wasn't. He was supposed to get this large Christmas bonus and ended up being a Jelly of the Month club membership. That's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark, you know, Cousin Eddie in the background. Yeah. And he went from like, man, I love Christmas. I want to enjoy it to Now I just, I want to to burn the house down. He comes out with a chainsaw and he's cutting everything, you know, going crazy, you know. Maybe you feel a little bit like that in your life at times. I know that's just a movie and it's made up, but some of that's some real stuff that happens in our life, isn't it? And we can easily, when we're dealing with people and we're dealing with all this stuff, we can easily build up offense in our life toward people. We can easily rob ourselves of joy and peace and hope and love and all these things that Jesus brings because we're carrying the weight of offense in our life. Some of them are insignificant. You'll have to excuse me just a minute. This is driving me crazy. Okay, there, it's fixed. See? The lights. I'm telling you. God was trying to tell me something. Some of them are insignificant little things, offenses. You're, maybe, you're, maybe you're easily offended. Maybe little things just tick you off really easy, silly stuff. So, some are a little more heavy. So, some are a little more intense that, that maybe we go through. But some of those insignificant things, you're, you're driving down the road, and, and you let someone in, right? The traffic's backed up, and you let someone in, and they don't even wave at you. You know the universal, hey, thanks? Yeah, they don't do that. And it's like, hold up. Who do you think you are? I was nice enough to let, I'm not letting anybody else in. And it can easily get on your nerves, right? Um, maybe you go to hold the door for someone at Walmart and you, and you open up the door and you let them in. And they don't even acknowledge you. They just, like, like they deserve the door to be held open for them. They don't say thank you. They don't even look at you in the eye or oh, anything, right? Maybe you're talking to someone. Maybe, maybe you're out to dinner with a spouse. Single folk in the room. If you're on a date, this is, this is a red flag. And and you're talking to someone and all they're doing is back and forth on their phone. Or if you're out at the restaurant, they just keep looking at the TV and and they're not really... That can be super annoying, right? That can be super annoying and that that can really set you off and and irritate you. Going to the 2019, about to be 2020, and, and, and you're scrolling through Instagram, Right? Going, maybe you're on social media and you're scrolling through Instagram or you're, you're on Facebook and you see a lot of your friends are getting together and hanging out. It's the holidays and they're having a, and it's like, hold up. I didn't get to invite to this party. What's up with that? I know all these people. They're tagging each other. They're having a great, everybody's smiling. They're wearing their ugly Christmas sweaters, you know, they're having a great time. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't get invited. And you can easily allow offense in that way. Maybe you post something on, on Facebook or Instagram. I say, like, oh, man, this is a really good post, man. And, and, and you start checking it every, every 10 minutes or so, right? And you're checking it. And you're, no one's liking my post. This is a great family picture. Yeah, the church post. Y'all like our church posts, all right? Help us out. The more we get likes on there, the more that generates, you know, just help us out. But it's like, hey, I'm not getting any likes on this post, man. It's all, it's all my, my grandma and my, and my aunt and stuff like that. It, it's my Uncle Bootsy, you know. They're, they're, you, know. I want, I, you know, I'm trying to get some likes. No one's commenting on it. You know, no one's telling you how good you look on there. And, and and if you're not careful, that might sound silly, but some people do that. And they can easily allow offense into the life. So much so that it's like, you know what? I am going to unfriend them. <laughs> no, no, I, hey, you get unfriended on Facebook. That's it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or heaven forbid, they don't start showing up on your your feed anymore. You don't start seeing their post, and it's like, what up? I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. So you go and you find their profile, and you click on there, and you look, and they unfriended me. We're no longer friends anymore. What's up with that? And you can easily allow offense in your life. You're texting someone text to someone, and, and, and you see the little bubbles on there, you know, there's a little little, little, little bubble that pops up, and like, I, I, I think they're looking at it, I think they're texting back, but, but it's like five minutes goes by, 10 minutes goes by, 20, what, what are they thinking, and now you're thinking, oh, you're making up scenarios in your head, like, what are, what are they doing, like, they've been texting me back, and like, now you're, you know, you're starting to think all this crazy stuff, and it's like, what's up there, but, you know, can't text the brother back holidays can be the same way, right? You know there is that same person that comes to the family Christmas dinner every year or Thanksgiving and they never bring a dish with them. Y'all know you got somebody. And then they have the nerve to bring their own Tupperware to take food home. Yes, they are getting written out of the will, done. Some of y'all shouted way too hard on that one. <laughs> you got relatives that are commenting on how you raise your kids. Now, when I was coming up, I beat that kid's tail. He come through here. I got the belt out. and right You're letting them run around here do whatever, you know. I would not let them talk back to me like that. You know, if you, uh, if you read to your child more, they might be more literate when they talk. You know? it, it happens. It happens. And, and these little things like that, they can really eat away at you. To where maybe, maybe it didn't bother you at first, but the more you think about it, the more you hold on to it, the more you rehearse it in your heart and in your head, it can easily become an offense. And the longer you hold on to it, the longer you rehearse it, the longer you play it out, it can begin to build up walls in your life toward people and in your various relationships that you have. It can rob and steal the joy and peace that God wants to bring you in your life. And the longer you carry those things and the longer it eats away at you, you begin building up walls just in your life. Uh, When you hold on to offense, it does more than just uh, mess with your emotions, but, but it can affect your health. It, it can affect other areas and other parts. It can affect your relationship with God because there's a wall and there's a blockage that's going on in there. So what seems like maybe just a little bit of an easy thing, and I know we joked and had fun with that, but, but if we're not careful, we can allow these little things to eat away at us and rob us of joy and peace and hope and love in the life that Jesus wants to give you. Then there are those serious offenses. There are those really heavy things that that maybe some of us go through, betrayals, being stabbed in in the back by people that are very close to us, lies that maybe have been spoken uh, over you over the years, abuses, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, you know, there's all these things that maybe these heavier things that you have experienced in your life and maybe it sucked the life out of you. Maybe it's robbing your joy and your peace today. Maybe going into Christmas, you're not really looking forward to it at all because of what you're carrying, the weight you're carrying on your back through these things. And then there's a ripple effect of that. There's Christmas dinners that are ruined. The family game nights that are ruined. Y'all know you got a family member that the table's getting flipped at some point through the Monopoly game. Uno cards are going everywhere. The dominoes done, right? Right. Families divided, relationships, you were really close with someone now. You're not even friends anymore. And it's robbed you of your joy and of your peace. And now going into Christmas, you're opening gifts with a closed heart towards people. Now you're trying to celebrate the love of Christ while you're hating someone really close to you. Which you can't really do. It doesn't work that way. And you're enjoying God's grace while not extending that to other people. So here's what I want you to understand today. Through all this and, and through what we're about to talk about in the next few moments, I want you to understand your life is way too short and your calling is too big for you to live offended. The Life is just really short. I know when we're growing up and you guys are probably thinking, man, I can't wait to get older. I feel like I've been a kid for my whole life. Am I right, guys? Okay. And you can't wait. But once you get to an adult, it feels like the time is just... It's clicking away, right? Yeah, you feel like, man, I feel like it was Christmas of 2018. Here it is, Christmas 2019 already, right? So, so what seems like we have all this time, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow. And life really, the Bible tells us, is a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. It's really short. If you compare it to, to eternity, it's a really short time that we're here. We need to learn to make the most of it. But if we're living offended, we're not. We're not going to make the most of it. It's going to rob us of our time, our talents. It's going to rob us of the calling that God has on your life. The things that he wants you to do. Your life is too short and your calling is too great to live offended. You're only holding yourself back. When you hold on to offense, when you hold on to those things, you're only holding yourself back. Those people, they're living their life. But you're only going to be holding yourself back. Back, check out Proverbs 1911. Just a really short verse. But it says, a person's wisdom yields patience. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to do what? Overlook an offense. Now I want you to understand something. Overlooking offense isn't pretending that it didn't happen. I'm not not trying to tell you, hey, just, just forget that it never happened. I'm not telling you to sweep it under the rug. That's not what I'm saying today. That's not what I mean when we say overlook. When I tell you to overlook an offense, when the Bible tells us to overlook an offense, it's making a conscious decision to let it go. It's making a conscious decision not to give it power in your life. It's making a conscious decision not to put what that person said or what that person did in your head anymore. It's a form of forgiveness to, to overlook it, to, to let it go. It's, it's a form of forgiving that person. There's many people that have said, I forgive you. And, and maybe, maybe to some extent they have forgiven them, but they still haven't overlooked the offense. They're still carrying it in their life. The word overlook in Hebrew means to pass over. It means to pass over. Again, life is too short and your calling is too great. I want you to declare this over your life, right? I want you to say today, I'm getting over it. Can you say that today? Come on, say that. I'm getting over it. Come on, speak it over your life. I'm getting over it. Whatever that is for you. Whatever that offense might be, it might be something really small and minuscule, or it may be something really big, and you're like, declare that over your life. I don't want you to hear this today, because some of you might get offended at me and say, well, he just told me to get over it, and I don't like that. I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you just to get over it, because it's not that easy. I'm telling you to tell yourself. I'm telling you to declare it, to give it to God, and say, hey, by the power of God, I'm getting over it. By the power of God, I'm letting go. By the power of God, I'm overlooking this thing. I'm not telling you just, hey, just get over it, move on. No, that's not going to work. But if you'll give it to God and let him give you the strength, you can get over it. Many are miserable in life right now. They're carrying the weight of offense, and it's robbing them. It's robbing them of joy. It's robbing them of peace. It's robbing them of everything that God wants to have in their life. When I travel... I like to travel light we went to guatemala this past summer we took a team and and uh and the missionary was like hey just just bring a um a small carry-on and your personal item and that's all you need this week and i'm good with that because i can roll up my shirts and and tuck them in and i I, I, the ladies on the trip had had a little bit harder miss barbara she had already packed and was ready to go and they were like hey we gotta we gotta bring it in a little bit right (laughs) and uh yeah yeah so so all we had to do was just take our carry-on put it in the thing have my backpack stuffed it on the seat I'm good I didn't have to go to the baggage claim or anything like that it was nice but maybe you're thinking about traveling out of town or something this Christmas and and you gotta you gotta pack ladies you gotta pack all your shoes right you know there's a lot of New Yorkers in the room you know or people up from that area and you know you gotta you gotta rock the right shoes when you're walking around New York and or wherever that you go. So, 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 but I like to, pa- I don't like to pack a bunch of stuff that I've got to carry around. Olivia, can you assist me this morning? You can just grab whatever and bring it over. I like to travel light. It's much easier. It's much easier to go through the uh, the airport. It's much easier. If you got to rent a car, our family's talking about taking a road trip next summer. Thank you. And, uh, and, and, and we're talking about packing a car. And we're like, well, we could just get a 15-passenger a van, right? Well, what about all our stuff? What about all our junk, right? Because you know we got kids, right? And, and, and they got to have stuff to entertain them. And, and, and we got to carry all this stuff. And, and this is, if you're trying to get through, you remember that scene in Home Alone? They're trying to get there late, right? Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it. And they're trying to get through. You can't get to the airport carrying a bunch of junk, right? hitting people, you know. Same thing happens when we carry a fence. You're gonna, it's going to affect other people, and it's going to affect you. It's going to slow you down. It's going to weigh you down. Man, I know God's got to call him out, and I know that's the destination there. But I'm trying to get there, but I'm just way down with stuff. I want you to get over that. I want you to get over that. I want you to be able to experience joy and not be weighed down with all this stuff, with all this weight, with all the the hurt and the pains and the things that go with that. It's going to be difficult to get over this if I'm not willing to let it go, right? But if I simply begin to just lay these things at the feet of Jesus, I can easily get over it. I can easily move around. I've got some freedom to do what I want. It's time. If you're carrying a fence, if you're carrying these things in your heart and in your life, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of carrying that? Would you say today, today, 2019, Christmas, I'm, I'm over it. I'm getting over it. I'm releasing it with God's help. I'm getting over this thing. So let's talk about that a little bit more in depth. With God's help. I'm getting over being easily offended. With God's help, I'm getting over being easily offended. Ephesians 4.2 says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. If you have a Bible, you might want to underline that. Or write it down somewhere where you can see it every day. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of whose love? God's love. Why do you think Paul puts in here, make allowance for other people's faults? Do you think he understood that he, as he was a, a minister, an apostle, as a traveling missionary and evangelist, don't you think he understood he was dealing with people? And guess what? People aren't perfect. I'm sorry, you are not perfect. I am not, none of, we are not perfect. So don't you think we should allow some room for those imperfections? Instead, what we do is we put this expectation on people to be perfect. And that's not fair because we're not. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. Now, you no, know, you know, me personally, I can't speak for you. I'm not going to try to make mistakes. I'm not going to do that on purpose. I'm going to wake up today. I feel like making some mistakes. You know? no, one, no one does that. But things happen. We are Human. Now that's no excuse. I'm not trying to, to make an excuse for anybody when they do make a mistakes. We've got to learn to, to grow through our mistakes and, and things like that. But, but we make mistakes, and we've got to stop putting that expectation on, on people. Listen, I love it when other people give me the benefit of the doubt. I love it when other people extend grace to me, I should want to do the same for them, to extend grace and to give others the benefit of the here's the deal you don't know what people are going through okay, you don't know what people are going through that bad day that they're experiencing um, it, it's not about you right you might have a co-worker and she's got kids and you know if you're a parent and you're trying to get kids up in the morning to get ready for school that's not a fun way to start the day i'm just saying and so maybe that person is having a bad day and a bad mood because it started at home. The kids didn't want to get up. I'm tired. I don't, I don't want to eat my Cheerios this morning. I don't have to go to the bathroom. This is our house every day. I don't have to go to the bathroom. Yes, you do. You've been sleeping for eight hours. you got to go to the bathroom. Go. I don't want to brush my teeth. Your breath is kicking. You need to brush your teeth. Right? And the kids are just fighting you, so you're running late. You're running late, so you grab your coffee, and you finally get the kids in the car by slamming doors, and you're everybody's in a bad mood, and, and everybody's still sleepy, and, and you put your coffee on the top of the car, and you get in the car, and you crank it up, and you go, and your coffee's still on top of the car, right? And you went out, and you spent too much money on a Yeti cup, so it fell off, and it dented, and it scratched up. Better get that ten dollar one at Walmart. They make a great stocking stuffer. And so now you don't have your coffee. Some of y'all know you need some coffee in the morning. And by the time you get to work, you're just frustrated. You're just frustrated. So heaven forbid I walk by you and you don't look at me or acknowledge me, or or I say, hey, how you doing? Because I'm just so chipper in the morning, you know? I've had my coffee. How you doing there, fella? Hey, man, get off my face, bro. (laughs) Got to give me a second. I got to ease in the day here. A little too cheery in the morning. Right? If one more person sings holly jolly Christmas, you're just going to punch somebody. Because it's not a holly jolly day right now. But you know what? That bad day didn't start. It has nothing to do with you. So don't take an offense over that. Don't take an offense over that. Maybe someone's just distracted. Maybe there's some other things going on. Maybe, maybe the finances are tight. Maybe, maybe there's some issues going on in their marriage. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's just other stuff going on so they're distracted, and I'm sorry that they didn't acknowledge you in that moment. You never know what people are going. Maybe they got some bad news. Maybe they got a bad doctor's report. And they're, they're processing that, and they're living that, and they're going through that, and they're not really worried about being all smiley with you at work, right? Maybe they're in the store and they're running super late. and They just got to get two quick things so that they can get out the door and your buggy's in the middle of the aisle. Because some people do that for some reason. And their buggy's in the middle of the aisle and you're trying to get around. I just, I just need to get this thing right here. You're on my way. Well, honey, you need to just, you know, and, and, and you can easily get offended. Of it. But, but you know what I'm saying? We never know what's going on. So instead of getting offended, why don't we do this? Why don't we start having compassion for people? Why don't we, you know who had compassion for people? Jesus. We, we just recently talked about the, the, the story of the fish and the loaves and, and Jesus came in. They were on the boat and they came in and they docked and, and they got off the boat. And Jesus sees a crowd of people. And what did the Bible say? You remember it said that Jesus had compassion on them because they were like a shepherd or they were like sheep without a shepherd. Like, why, why don't we start being like Jesus and stop getting so easily offended and start having compassion for people? Because those things, that bad mood is not about you. It started some other time. That that, that person's careless driving. They're probably just in a hurry. I'm not excusing their careless driving, but it has nothing to do with you, so don't flick them off. Right? That's why we don't have bumper stickers here with our church name on them. Because I don't know how y'all people be driving. Okay? We want to get people to come to our church, not be mad. Listen, husbands, your wife's PMS is not about you. Okay. But if you ask her, then it's going to be about you. And you know what? You deserve it if you ask her. Honey, are you on your monthly? You're in a really bad mood. You deserve to sleep on the couch that night. Just saying. Here's a couple tips before you get easily offended. Number one, wonder. What's going on in their life? Put yourself aside for a minute. Put your feelings aside. Put your uh, opinions aside. What are they going through? What's the root of, of all this that's going on in their life right now? How about, how about this? Take some time and say, hey, are you okay today? Is there anything you want to talk about? And don't feel like you have to have some great advice because really, probably what they need to do is just vent, they just need an ear. But that's not going to be available to them if you put up a wall in an offense. So wonder what's going on in their life and have compassion. Instead of being offended, have compassion. It's hard to have compassion and be offended at the same time. In fact, it's impossible. You can't do that. And life is too short and your calling is too great to live offended. Let's get over it, right? I want you to declare that in your life today. I'm getting over it. I'm getting over being easily offended. Now, the next one is not so easy, but it's not impossible. Okay? It's not impossible because Jesus brings us hope and peace and joy and healing and freedom. But it's not impossible. So I'm getting over being easily offended, and I'm getting over those big offenses. Those things that have happened in my life. Those things that people have said to me that were unkind and that really hurt me. Those things that people did to me that that were really terrible things betrayals people that you thought were were really close to you and that that really cared about uh, abuses and, and being lied to and and cheated on and stabbed in the back and, and these very serious things that maybe some of you has experienced in your life I, I don't I don't want to downplay those hurts those are serious hurts those are those are legitimate things and I'm not trying to down those little easily offended things that's one thing but this I don't I'm not I'm not trying to downplay uh, that. And it's not easy. It's not easy to, to heal through that. But it is possible to overcome. It is possible to experience healing. in that. It is possible to find freedom and to find joy through Jesus. It is possible. But you can make a choice to be offended or have compassion in those moments. You can make a choice to rehearse that or release it. You can continue to rehearse the offense. You can continue to rehearse in your head and your heart those things that someone has said. You can continue to rehearse those things that someone did in your life. And you can continue to play those out over and over again. Or you can choose to release it. Give it to God. Don't do it on your own. Give it to God. Lay that baggage down. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus today. And move on. Your calling is too great. Your life is too short to continue to rehearse those offenses in your life. Release it to Jesus. He cares for you. He cares for those things that you've been through. He was there. In fact, he was there in those moments. It may be hard to see that, but if you'll really pray about it, if you'll really go back to those moments and say, God, where were you in this? He will reveal yourself himself to you, and he'll show you. I'm right there. I'm right here. I will walk through. Because, C- see, He cares for you. And in fact, He tells us to cast our cares upon Him as well. Release it. Release it to Jesus. How do you do that? You do that through forgiveness. And it's more than just saying, I forgive you, it's living it. It's living it. Uh, Colossians 3.13, we said, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. My pastor, how, how, do, how do I do that? How do I get through this? This is a serious thing that happened in my life. I, I, I've been hurt by this thing and, and I hear you and I totally understand what you're saying. Pastor, you don't understand how, how, how they abused me and, and the things that they said and spoken over my life. I haven't been able to let it go. and It was someone I trusted. It was someone, how, how do I forgive when they lied? How do I forgive when they, they've cheated? How do I forgive when they've betrayed? I want you to begin to look at those things as the grounds for forgiveness. We, we, we tend to look at it as grounds for being offended but but begin to look at those things as grounds for forgiveness that thing that someone said of you that's grounds for forgiveness yeah you can live offended but you can also forgive them and move on I'm not saying again I'm not saying that you forget it but, I, but release it quit rehearsing it release it did you it's grounds for you, you might feel like you have grounds I have a legitimate uh, grounds, I am justified in holding a, a grudge over this person for what they did, but, but there is also a choice. There is also grounds for forgiveness. If we hold a grudge, it's only going to hold you back. If you carry offense in you, like, it's only going to weigh you down. The others they're, they're living, they're going on with their life, they're living their life. But you can choose to release it, give it to God through forgiveness. There's a quote I saw the other day. It says, when anyone has offended me, I try to raise my soul so high that the offense cannot reach it. We do that through Jesus. We can't do that on our own. And maybe there's some of you in the room, you're carrying the weight of that stuff and you're you're carrying it on your own. Release it to Jesus today. Forgiveness, it doesn't excuse what they did. It frees you. Okay? Okay. But I think where we have the struggle in this is that we think if I forgive them, they're going to get away with this thing. And that's not for you to decide. That's between them and God. That's going to affect their life. You've got to do what's going to affect your life and release it to Jesus. You can choose to rehearse it or you can choose to release it. This thing, whatever that is for you. This lie, I've held on to it for so long that I believe now it's a truth. But today I'm releasing it. This thing that has held me back and it's robbed me of my joy, this, this hurt, this offense, this, this thing has created a wall in my life. But not today, Satan. I'm releasing it to Jesus. And I'm laying it at his feet. Worship team, you guys can come up. I want you to consider Joseph. Now, not Joseph in the nativity Story, Father of Jesus, I know it's Christmas and we're talking about Christmas, but but I want you to consider Joseph, son of Jacob. If you're familiar with the story, you, you'll know probably where I'm going with this. But maybe if you're not, I want to paraphrase that just a little bit for you because it's a couple chapters long. This story unfolds. Starts in Genesis chapter 37, goes through Genesis 42. You're, I would encourage you to go, go read it today, especially if you're you're dealing with some things, but... But we see Joseph, Joseph the dreamer. God had gifted Joseph. He was able to interpret dreams, and he'd given him a a gift of having dreams, not like crazy dreams because you ate too much pizza late at night, you know, but but like like dreams, prophetic dreams, things that God was going to do in his life. And Joseph has this dream. Now, Joseph was a part of a big family. He had all these brothers, and and he was his dad's favorite son. Anybody you live in a family, and and your brother, your sister, they're the favorite one, right? Okay. So you know how that is, right? And so he's already greatly loved by his father. The Bible's clear, it says, probably more so than the others. So you can imagine what their brothers already think towards him, the animosity that might be there. His dad gives him this special gift, the coat of many colors. And then he has this dream. He has this dream that he's going uh, to be a shoot that rises up above all the others right and 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 later on we know that it's he's going to rise to power in Egypt and be over this whole land and 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 so he begins to explain this dream to his family and his family gets offended because they're like hold up are you saying that we're gonna bow at your feet are you saying that you're gonna rule over us what is that even his dad was like this is crazy And his brothers already probably had some animosity going on. They were were already having issues. And then this just set them over. So they plot against their brother. Set up this fake scene. They they, they put him in this cistern, empty well, so to speak. And they kind of make it look like he was killed by an animal. They take his coat off. They put blood on it. And they show dad. And dad obviously is very upset. But what they do is they end up selling him into slavery, right? And so, so for like a very long time, many years, like 13 years, he's walking by himself. He's in slavery now. His life is completely turned upside down. He's imprisoned at one point. Okay? He, he's, he's falsely accused. He, he ends up in, in Potiphar's house and, and Potiphar's life is like, hey, what's up, Joseph? Looking good. I can say some other things, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, and, and so Joseph's like, no, I can't do this. Like, you're married. This is wrong. We're not married, like, this is so wrong. So she falsely accuses him of taking advantage of her, and he gets in prison, right? All this crazy stuff is happening. Joseph's like, Well, hold on, what happened to that dream? Joseph, I thought you were supposed to rule over everything. In prison, he's able to interpret more dreams and, and it leads him to becoming a top official in the land. In fact, he is set up over Pharaoh uh, puts him all over all of Egypt. So I want you, I want you to walk through this little because Joseph could have easily become offended. He could have easily hated his brothers for all that they because they set all this in motion. He could have hated them and now he's in a position of power, I could easily get revenge on them, right? But he doesn't. He could have been mad at God. God, how could you have allowed this to happen in my life? I feel like I've wasted all these years. I feel like I've just been sitting in slavery, sitting in jail, sitting in these things when I shouldn't have been. I was falsely accused, falsely, all this stuff was done to me. God, how could you have allowed this to happen? Right? And and there's many of you in the room that you face some things in your life and maybe you've said those very God. How could you have allowed this to happen? He he could have been offended at God. He could have been offended at himself. He could have been mad with himself. You you ever live in the shoulda, coulda, wouldas in your life? Man, if if I just would have done this differently. If I could just go back and and say this differently or or do this. And and many of us will live in that and that will frustrate us. So he could have easily been mad at himself. I wish I never would have told my dream. Right? I wish I never would have said that to to my brothers. Then maybe none of this would happen. But I want us to see... I want you to see this this morning. It was those very things, those very hard things, those hardships that he went through that led him to his destination. It was those hardships that led him to his destiny. It was those hardships that carried out the dream that he had been given. There's some things that you're going to go through. And I know this is crazy to wrap our minds around to think, well, why would God allow this to happen? But what I know to be true, what I know the Bible says is that all things work together for the good of those who love God or call according to His purpose. I know that, that what, what is meant for evil in my life, that God will turn into good. I know that offense that maybe you're carrying, God can turn for good in your life and in the people around you. If we'll simply learn to release that. Will you stand with me this morning? The offenses that maybe you're carrying in your life today have been holding you back for so long. They've been holding you back, holding you down, robbing your joy, stealing your peace, stealing your life. Today's the day. Today's the day to to release that. Today's the day to stop rehearsing that in your life. Today's the day to release it, to give it to God, to give it to Jesus, to truly forgive and to lay those things down at the feet of Jesus. We are most like Jesus when we forgive others. Jesus forgives us. The Bible says that his love covers a multitude of sins. and and He forgives us. And there's some of us, there's been some crazy things that we've done in our life and God has forgiven us you and you are never more like Jesus when you learn to forgive other people and we release it when we forgive we release it when we forgive you can choose to let it be a prison that you hold yourself in or you can use it for your purpose you can use it for what God wants to do in your life, come on with every eye closed, every head bow this morning, won't you say this God with your help I'm over it. Come on, declare that over your life today. If you're holding on to some grudges and some offenses and you've got some walls up in your declare this, say with God's help, I'm getting over it. Come on, release that this morning. As we pray, as we get ready to worship together, won't you say that? Pray it to God. Declare, shout it if you have to. God, I am over it. This has held me back for too long. I got things to do, God. I know you have plans and dreams and purpose for me and this is holding me back god i'm not having joy i'm not looking forward to christmas i'm not looking forward to 2020 i don't know what's going on god i'm over it come on would you say that this morning i'm over it i'm over it i want to lay it down let's release it come on what used to hold you back is going to make you stronger What used to hurt you, what has hurt you in your past, it's going to change you to be more like Jesus. What has weighed you down for years is no longer going to have a hold on you today if you will release it and if you will forgive and if you will say, God, I'm over it. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.